Hello, welcome to the Stomach Theology Podcast. It's not popular. Episode 162. My name is Justin. And mine's Helen. And. Huh! What a interesting couple weeks we've had over that we're definitely going to be getting into real soon. Yeah, I mean, pretty soon. But, um, yeah, we've been up to a couple stuff. Watching a couple stuff, reading a couple stuff I bet over the past couple weeks, too. So, Helen. What I've, what's caught your attention over the past few weeks? So I'm still horribly behind on everything in my Crunchyroll queue. Um, but I have been catching up on some other shows that I wanted to get to before the year ended. Stuff that aired, like, earlier in 2022. God, for a second, I thought this was still 2021. <laughs> uh, so I saw, finished up all of Ya Boy Kong Ming, which was a lot of fun, as expected. Everyone said it was fun. It is true. It, it is fun. indeed fun. fun. Indeed fun. Yeah, I know Kudonosha's putting out the manga. I'm not sure if I'm interested to check out the manga or not. I mean, obviously it'd be more fun to watch a show about music animated, but PA Works hasn't given any sign yet that they're doing another season, so might check out the anime. I mean, the manga sooner or later. And the- Yeah, you'll, it'll be interesting because I would like to hear your take, if you did a chance to, because it is a little, there are some differences from the uh, anime to the manga for what I noticed. How far have you read in the manga, like, beyond where the uh, anime basically, went? Basically, uh, just uh, not that far behind. Like, I actually caught up to it, but when you read up to it, you'll notice there's some things that PA Works added. Like, you know, Nanami, the mm-hmm. character who comes in. Like, they kind of expanded upon her character in the anime compared to the manga. Mm-hmm. So um, those are some of the differences. I won't obviously spoil all of them. But, yeah, there are some uh, notable differences. So uh, I would say for the better for anime, but that's just, just my thought. And then I also finally watched Orbital Children, which is um, the spiritual successor to Deno Coil. Like, I genuinely do not know if this is in the same universe or not. Like, it very well could be, you know, just like two or three decades later. Or it could just be that the creator has a couple of like visual flares he's interested in and stuck in both shows. Um, so my hot take on Orbital Children is that um, I really do like Deno Coil. But I felt like it kind of faltered at the end. Like, it was always this story that was kind of, um, like, slice of life, but with, like, a deeper mystery running running underneath. And I always felt like the deeper mystery just really did not stick the landing. It felt just insubstantial. And I feel like with only six episodes that Orbital Children did a much better job at having a focus and staying true to it to the end. Um, I also watched it in, like, two episode chunks over three days so i watched it pretty quickly together and so my hot take is that i think that orbital children is technically stronger than deno coil which is in fact a hot take as far as i know that probably is a hot take <laughs> well i can't really say because i haven't watched either of those sadly i, I definitely recommend that you watch both <laughs> i don't think it yeah, would matter what order they're in because like yeah, i said um, i can't probably, tell for um, sure if it's the same universe or not since the incidents in Deno Coil were just so small, so localized that they wouldn't actually be things that anyone outside the cast would be aware of, like, 20 years later or something. I would probably watch Deno Coil first and then Orbital Children if I get around to it one of these days. I guess what I'll do. Sorry. <laughs> um, well, for me, I've... And I'm watching Cyberpunk, or more accurately, I finally finished up Cyberpunk, uh, Edge Runners. This is the Netflix show that uh, I think took the internet and maybe some sectors of video gaming by storm. Because wait a minute, 
I know Studio Trigger is working on it, but video games being adapted to anime are usually really good. Well, in this case, and apparently it was like a tabletop RPG that got adapted to a video game that got adapted yeah, that, to an anime. That, I I learned that too. Like I didn't even realize that until I did some like background search, like a couple characters, and like, oh, this is based on a tabletop. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't know um, until I was listening to the Andy Gamers podcast. <laughs> and I want to be clear. Um, I was watching this with friends over the past few. I guess now been a couple months now. So that's why I say I completed it basically just a few weeks ago or something like that um but yeah um i think if you you if you like akudama drive which it kind of almost reminded me of which is the akudama drive has some things themes that are a little bit stronger in certain, certain ways but they're in that same like dystopian oh great this is just i mean you could just totally say cyberpunk. yeah yeah cyberpunk yeah 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 that does work too um yeah i had a good time with it um the only thing I was like, eh, the ending, kind of wishing it end the way it did. But the thing is, since it was like self-contained, like it was totally different from the video game. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be like could, kind of a prequel to the video game or something. Something about a character appears in there who's definitely alive in the video game. Yeah, like the, the there's this dude, basically the, the top uh, edge runner, basically big destructive guy person adam smasher yeah i was thinking like adam pile driver and i was like this is definitely not it <laughs> <laughs> uh pile driver uh smasher yeah 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 uh yeah pain pain will be happening in that but uh the thing is adam Smasher really doesn't really show up till to the end he's basically like considered like the boogeyman in this anime where they, they mention he's a, like a legend so like he doesn't really show up to like the end of it and yeah that's not good for <laughs> it's not good for the crew we have <laughs> I heard uh, that yeah. Adam Smasher has an eight pack. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, just basically tells the story of a kid, David, who ends up losing his mother, and he literally just have much to go except the fact that oh, he has this particular um, item that's in Devastad, and that's a dangerous item to use, but with no other choice or feeling, he has no other way to, to turn to. So he just says, "Yeah, I'll take it," and this eventually leads to him becoming part of a team of particularly edge runners and. Uh, lots of things just happen during that. That's just captivating and just very interesting. Um, so yeah, I can see why it definitely took um, the internet by storm, and I can also see why. Hey, yeah, look, studios, if you just take your time and plan things well and do enough work, you can create a good work that can promote your game properly. Like you're always talking, or in this case, promote anything that you, any source material properly. Like you're always into this, trying to promote the source material and stuff like that but if you do it well enough you'll promote it even better so hopefully especially video game studios because obviously this is one of the few video games to animate uh, that are actually really good and successful um, those type of companies should take note of what uh, Studio Trigger did or and all the studios involved in this to get this to be a really workable and also no notable Netflix show it feels like we don't talk about like, any Netflix show is just, like, catching fire and stuff like that for a while. Yeah, Orbital Children was a Netflix show, and I feel like I saw nobody talking about it past. I think it aired in January. Yeah. Past then. Yeah, then you have JoJo's, we have the Stone Ocean, where that, that's that been a much debate about how, compared to past seasons, this is, hasn't been as much discussion about that. It's just, like, it, it's something about how binging... Oh, and in a lesser note, Comey can't communicate... Uh, Blue Period, just just a couple titles where it just feels like 
you go to Netflix and you just like peter out. Maybe you start like strong enough, but then like it just lessens over time. But Cyberpunk has basically definitely been a big hit for them. Um, so yeah, that's I guess good for them. And then like uh, overall, just definitely uh, worth your time if you're obviously if you're not too much into blood and all that good stuff. It's pretty violent, so you may want to look out for that. But otherwise, it, you will have a good time, I think. Yeah, so, uh, as we say every episode, we are still in the pandemic. I do not foresee us not saying this any time in the future. I will, I will hope by 20, end of 2023. That is my hope. God, I hope so. <laughs> um, but, still in the pandemic right now. So, the organizers of Osaka's Nippon Bashi Street Fest, uh, Festa, which they promote as Japan's biggest cosplay event. I kind of want to know what metrics they go by, since there's a lot of big cosplay events in Japan. But anyway, they have announced that they are delaying next year's event due to concerns over the spread of COVID-19. Uh, the staff had considered a full-scale resumption, but decided that safety and security could not be guaranteed. So, mm. everyone's going to have to cosplay in smaller events then, I guess. Yeah, I think that's what it seems like it's coming down to. Um, doesn't seem, yeah. Obviously, pandemic is still not showing no signs of really ending. It probably is just we still got to be dealing with for even beyond years it's just a case of how how much we can just mitigate what we can so yeah god knows i'm still testing myself with those at-home kits on a pretty regular basis <laughs> especially since i figured out i can bully my insurance into paying for some every month <laughs> all right well uh gonna move on to some news now and we definitely had a couple uh, notable news items that happened the past two weeks uh this one was actually just the most recent one, uh, Right Stuff president slash co-founder Sean Kleckner is going to leave the company. Uh, I believe they say he was actually going to leave December. We'll make sure I get this right. I think they say he was leaving December. Oh, he's going to step down. Yeah, December 14th. So he let like uh, his employees know that he's going to be done after that. And yes, yeah, guess pretty much the end of a really, honestly, a really great run. Uh, the company started in 1987. He co-founded it with another person, and it was originally I mean, like their way to get like telescopes or something. That's why it's called <laughs> Right Stuff. It's a reference to uh, the Right Stuff, the movie. <laughs> right, right, right. Which and I remember was, Space Bros tried to do a like a homage to in one episode, but with the difference in time periods, it just did not fucking work at all. I don't remember that. <laughs> I, 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 I can go into more details after the podcast. I don't need to put okay. this down now. Okay, okay. Um... Yeah, then obviously it's been one of the most successful uh, distribution of lots of stuff, anime, manga, figures, a lot of stuff over the years. They just, compared to like almost any other like distributor, I mean, you still have a couple like pe- ones that people use. Obviously, Amazon's notable. Um, anime Corner is another one. Uh, there's a couple others that have been notable and people use to get this, their stuff from, but right stuff is just obviously been like a big major force and they've obviously expanded over the past with the um, nozomi and licensing their own type of titles and releasing those themselves and i think once the uh once he made the deal with crunchyroll i feel like and i saw some takes about this yeah it was possibly going to be thinking about retirement and what's funny is that the email or maybe you don't have the entire information but the article doesn't say he was retiring so i see speculation about retirement he didn't specifically say retirement 
But when you run a company as long as uh, Sean has, I mean, at some point, it's just going to have to end. So we'll see when information comes up. Um, but I think that's just my take for now. That, yeah, this is um, what a run. Uh, we'll see what we, what collector's going to do next. Yeah, on the one hand, I'm wondering, oh, is this because of the recent acquisition? And on the other hand, I'm like, he's been running this company for longer than I've been alive. <laughs> <laughs> that is a long time. Yeah. So, yeah, it, in this case, just a case of what will Crunchyroll slash, well, yeah, in this case, really Crunchyroll do with the brand. Like, I, I think I mentioned when this first happened, like the whole acquisition happened, they really should not be changing anything Red Stuff's doing. And that even includes the name. So if they do that, they're, they're probably going to lose, I think at least, they're going to lose a decent amount of people. Yeah, I definitely could not have bought as much manga as I have over the years without all of Right Stuff's sales. Like, those have been a godsend. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of people stepping down, uh, the CEO of AMC Networks has also stepped down. Um, that it was uh, Christina Spade. Um, and she was only in there for three months. And the company is planning to lay off about 20% of its employees due to subscriber losses. Uh, quoting here, um, uh, from subscriber losses from cancellation of cable bundles in f- favor of streaming services. And even though that they have um, streaming services, they have the streaming service AMC Plus that has not offset the cost of cable cutting. And this is worrying to a lot of us because they just bought High Dive earlier in the year. And it's like, well. Yeah. Yikes. Ah! Yikes, indeed. Um, so we thought that, oh, yeah, AMC Networks. Uh, we were like, this is a questionable move, but okay, now we're like, this Sentai. is a real questionable move. <laughs> yeah, and then obviously Sentai uh, and Conjo- well, really Sentai High Dive had a pretty good M New York City announcing a decent amount of titles, some really anticipated titles, too, and now they have to really hit big because <laughs> if they don't, um, this is going to be a problem. Because obviously, what's going to affect AMC is definitely going to affect Sentai Hyder at some point. So, yikes indeed. Uh, we just hope they can get that figured out somehow. Um, all right, some programming uh, resumptions and delays. So, Golden Comedy Season 4, um, unfortunately, had to on indefinite hiatus due to the passing of a key staff member we still and, don't know who that staff member was yeah we still still know who that is um will they ever say it? at some point I think it's gonna come out at some point right yeah oh, at some point we'll know but in any case it hasn't been real yet but we can they have announced uh that the season will resume back in april and i'm like dang that's pretty far but then i realized well that might be the only the earliest available uh broadcast channel they can get so it sucks because there's already so much complicated things happening in Golden Comrade. So it's just like now I got to wait another, uh, I guess, what, not four months? And then really could be five months because depending on uh, what I decide to do, like, do I want to watch the episodes over again just to refresh my memory? Or do I just start with the new episode? Have to figure it out. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a decent while before we resume, return to the Golden Comrade world. So uh, just hoping... Yeah, that's all I can say. Just We'll just see what happens then. Um, I just fate. find it very ironic that I made the effort of reading all 190 chapters of the manga that the first three seasons covered. And then this <laughs> happens. It's like, well, uh, at least it's more firmly in my mind now. <laughs> it was it was great. I literally saw the... 
as soon as I was planning to just start watching it, they announced the new uh, the season four of just catching up. I announced the news that I was getting delayed because of the passing of of a, of a staff member. I was like, really? Just I guess as they started. Fortunate, but yeah, that 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 was that was very good. Um, Fate, strange fake, was supposed to come out December thirty first, New Year's Eve, but it has been delayed due to production issues. Meanwhile, Gundam: The Witch from Mercury is going to finish its first uh, first part January eighth, basically due to holiday programming. Obviously, uh, it's in a particular time slot where it's going to get taken up by specific special programming. So, um, there's not going to be episode, I believe, this upcoming weekend, and it's not going to be episode on New Year's Day. So the next episode would be, or so basically, it's going to be Christmas Day episode and January eighth. To finish up this part two, uh, finish up the first part, and then uh, part two will resume in spring. So it's like the universe is telling me, Helen, you've got time. Catch up with the show. Like, I want <laughs> yeah, to. I there's keep been so, to. There's been so many delays. Oh, okay, not so many, but now it's gonna be so many delays. Thankfully and hopefully not due to production issues, just because of special programming. Um, that's rare, I think, in this industry. Um, but yes, Helen, you got you have plenty of chances to catch up. And then uh, some voice actor news. Uh, voice actress Ami Mashima announced on Twitter on Wednesday that she is going on hiatus from all entertainment activities for several months. Uh, she said it was related to her poor physical health and she would reveal more in the future following her recovery. So she's stepping down from current roles like um, Aya Maruyama in Bang Dream and um, Ibuki Nijiyama from D4DJ. Kind of funny that she does two different roles in those since that's like a shared universe, I think. But uh, hopefully it's something she can recover from fairly easily. Um, And another voice actress, Chie Nakamura, is also going on hiatus due to um, ulcerative... Do you know how to pronounce that? Ulcerative? Ulcerative colitis? Um, I'm not sure what it is, but it sounds kind of like ulcer, which sounds painful. (laughs) Yeah, I thought I said something about that MD. Let's see... Yeah, inflammation of the large intestine that may include Ooh. ulcers. Ooh, that yeah, that, that sounds unpleasant. Ugh, hope she recovers yeah. quickly from that one. Yeah. And I can imagine that's something where the more stressed you are, probably the worse it gets. Mm-hmm. And then finally, the English voice actor Grant James passed away at 87. So, uh, yeah, 87 is getting up there. So Right. They didn't, yeah, This it wasn't revealed how he passed away, but obviously Grant James has been... He was dubbing based in the early uh, 90s, early 2000s, uh, 2010s, around that area. But hasn't had too many new roles in a while, so may have retired. But still, obviously, he was one of the earlier anime dub uh, voice uh, actors. So uh, Yeah, I'll admit I don't recognize his name. So uh, He was cast in a couple of stuff. Uh, he was, uh, according to uh, Aiden, he was like Scar. In the book, the, the first, maybe both Full Metal Alchemist, but he was he had some notable roles, uh, more some some notable roles, some minor roles, but still a difficult loss. And now we're gonna shift over to some of the licenses that happened over the past uh, few weeks, and so now we're across Infinite World, uh, across Infinite World. We got a big old. I'm gonna we're gonna announce all these things at the same time. And here you go. So Miyako Sukahara's 
and Shotsky Sheena's The Abandoned Harris gets rich with alchemy and scores the enemy general. Makino Maiburu and Hachi Urohara's The Inconvenient Life of a Rousing Pri Priestess. Roku Konami and Hatsuki Futaba's Rev Revolutionary Reprise of the Blue Rose Princess. And Sasa Nagase and Mitsuya Fuji's The Do Over Damsel Conquerors the Dragon Emperor. So all these four are light novels. That last and... one's by the lady who's doing I'm Taming the Final Boss. So now she has three series out in English. And the one yeah, I Charm. wanted to continue That's... the most is apparently the one on hiatus. Wah. Uh, did you, yeah, was that confirmed or did you find out? Uh, I mean, it sounds like it has not done a lot in a while. And if she's doing two other series right now, she's going to be too busy to do anything else. Fair, fair this enough. is making an inferred guess. This is a hypothesis. Mm -hmm. Then out of nowhere, Janelle closes. Hey, we're exclusively publishing <laughs> the, the rest of Damsel <laughs> ourselves for, for Japan. I, I, I don't think so. <laughs> it is a whole. But um, yeah, that's pretty good. Three titles uh, being released. That's that's pretty nice. Um, but yeah, it looks so like Cross Infinite World is fully going for the villainous um, subgenre right now. Well, in general, they like the well that too. But I mean, then, I think again, every one of these titles could be considered a villainous title of some sort. Right. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> but again, they're mostly shoujo, Jose focused companies, so. Uh, this still fits in what they usually like to put out. Um, hopefully one day we'll get back into the manga, but I really just think they're kind of just not doing it anymore, sadly. Um, they're also going to produce a few more audiobooks. So, Kosuzo Kobato's I'd Rather Have a Cat Than a Harem. It's going to be narrated by Jennifer Aquino. Amio's Even Dogs Go to Other Worlds, Life in Another World with My Beloved Hound. It's be narrated by Jonathan Todd Ross. Uh, from what I understand, I think... Um, even Dog Skill to Other Worlds is already the first time is already out. Um, but it, or, okay, one of these is actually already out. The audiobook which, or the physical version? One of the audiobooks is out for one of these titles. I forgot which one. I should have noted that. Because uh, what I understood, they had announced that they had put this, yeah, I think it was Cat, maybe it was actually Cat Harem. Maybe it was Cat Harem. All right, one of these, I'll just, all right, I'll just generically say one of these titles should have this first time already out, but again, uh, Crossing for a want to just have everything out, and that was in a timely manner. So, because um, you know, it's probably Cat Harem because that's getting a um, hardcover and a paperback release. So it's probably Cat Harem, but you'll find all you will find out in time. There you go. Let's see. Kodansha's done a few more licenses, but uh, we may have missed some because their um, calendar on the website is currently broken uh, to the point where no, everyone's no, like, "Does anybody I, know?" I'm just going to just yell at them and be like, you didn't want to, why, why didn't you not set your, your convention panel, Kodansha? Why not? Uh, so, uh, for this month, no, December, they're bringing over Maho Fueno's The Shape-Shifting Witch's Kiss, which is already out. That came out on December 6th. And Kohei Nagashi's Best uh, Beast Number 6, um, which the press release it says is going to be out on December 26th, which is a Monday, not their usual Tuesday. But digital storefronts are saying it will be out December 20th, which is a Tuesday, I assume? It is indeed a Tuesday. So, uh, so I'm going with the digital storefronts over Kodansha's own press release at this point. Is, is it bad that we are going over the digital storefronts release over the press release, particularly from the company themselves? We're just that jaded. This, this, is, this is why I just don't trust companies. <laughs> when I look at their schedules and I look at the storefronts, and I'm like, which is right and who is wrong? Hmm... It's a, it's a never-ending saga, and I just mentally just go like, stop doing this to yourselves, publishers. Just stop this. 
Um, <clears throat> a Blazes license, Ryo Sumiyoshi Centaur's manga. Um, this is uh, pure Matic. I think I say it, Matic. Um, she is actually the author of that too, from Sublime. Uh, there's also a digital title that Kanaochi was leasing. What was it called? Uh, uh, what was that? Gonna, uh, and I read it too. It's just not. That's not a good thing. It's been a while, but still, I should remember this one. Uh, I guess it'll come to me later on. Uh, she also is gonna have the um, monster, uh, Human X Monster Love. I think it was called the Omnibus that Seven Seas releasing. Uh, that should be out soon enough. If it's, it should be out digital or what is out. It should be actually it should be out now. It should be out now. So this is another title from the author, and it's gonna be coming out uh, this summer. All right. Uh, streaming news time. We have one more license. Ah shoot. Uh, Fantagraphics <laughs> has license. Shuneko, um, Shuniku Uchida's Minami Lover? Minami's Lover? Uh, I guess Fantagraphics is still doing manga every now and You're then. S- still somehow doing manga. Uh, it was called Ashidaka for Ryo Sumiyoshi. Alright, so, streaming news then. Uh, Disney's back at it again, where they are going to be exclusively streaming the Tokyo Revengers Christmas Showdown anime in January. I thought that said Christmas special at first, and I was like, wow, that is a weird <laughs> series to get a Christmas special. Um, anyway, it's part of the um, Disney Plus and Kodansha expanded partnership. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, Since they've definitely I'm... said before they're putting stuff out, and then it's mysteriously only appeared on Hoodoo. On Hulu. Hoodoo. 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 Disney. You know, it's the partnership between Voodoo and Hulu, so. Yeah, I just cannot understand anything that's happening in this industry it does really well on crunchyroll it's all great now it's going to be exclusively on disney plus is it going to be on disney plus though <laughs> that is the number one question i am looking forward to finding out if that's actually going to happen very much looking forward to it uh... and high dive is added again some series that are temporarily unavailable are expected to return in early 2023. Uh, the titles specifically mentioned in uh, the ANN article is stuff like um, Amagi, Brilliant Park, and DG Charit. But um, I don't know if those specifically are some of the ones coming out, since they also mentioned that there's no cohesive list of everything High Dive has removed and they so- haven't confirmed what's coming back or what isn't. And, Which is just, just kind of rude, you know? Uh, and just to provide some background, um, they had this issue a few months ago where mysteriously there were titles that were not up on High Dive anymore. And there were some people who noted, wait, where's Galactic Heroes? Where is this title? Where's this other title? There was a couple people who were noticing titles that were not on High Dive. And then it wasn't until they took the Twitter and then finally said, yeah, we do this some maintenance. We had to take some stuff down, but we'll eventually put them back up. Um... So this is basically same along these lines, but now they're saying there's other uh, titles that are mysteriously being taken down. I'm like, is this normal for a company to have this happen to them for their streaming service? I feel like this is not normal. It, it's just a little concerning. Maybe it'll make their site better in the long run. I don't know. It's just very weird. 
or just me, I just find it very weird. Um, the following movies are going to be streaming or will stream on Crunchyroll uh, this month. So uh, these are already streaming now from December 1st to December 8th. Strike Witches, the movie, As the Gods Will, live action movie. Haikara san, Here Concerts Modern, so both parts. Sounding Phonium, the movie. Welcome to the Kitu, Kitauji High School Concert Band. I don't know why I have the Japanese title here, so I'm not saying it. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, and I just realized I have two more Sounding Phonium titles. So, Sounding Phonium, the movie, Made a Melody Reach You, and I'll Promise a Brand New Day. Uh, the rest are coming. Okay, these are coming out December 15th. Millennium Actress, Liz and the Bluebird, Penguin Highway, Makuya, Win the Promise. Flower Blooms, Big Fish and Begonia, Chinese animated film, Overlord the Undead King, and Overlord the Dark Warrior, December 22nd, Shirabako the Movie, The Wonderland, Isekai Quartet, Another World, and uh, lots of Digimon Tribe movies are coming to their service. When Tribe 1 to 6, they're all going to be on their service December 22nd. Too many movies. Many. That is a lot, lots of movies. Uh, I do want to kind of watch what maybe a few of these though. Mm-hmm. And then Crunchyroll's also announced that they are going to be releasing uh, uh, Makoto Shinkai's next film, Suzume, outside of Asia, starting on April 12th. Um, or rather, it's going to start in the U.S. on April 12th. Wait, outside Asia on April 12th, and in the U.S. April 14th. So, eh, a couple days difference. So, um, <laughs> I believe this is the one where everyone keeps talking about a guy getting turned into a chair, and I don't think I want to know more, honestly. Are you going to want to know more? Because this is what, was it, Shinkai? It, this is what he does. Listen, I only like some of his movies, so. <laughs> but you're still just like, at least this might, at least I'm interested. There you go. That's how he gets you. And then in Final Bear Streaming News, Netflix is going to stream The Way of the House Husband Season 2. On New Year's Day, so a special uh, Sunday drop for Wave the House Husband. I think it's Sunday. <laughs> I, say, I say all this and I'm like, wait, I think New Year's falling on Sunday. Yeah, it's a Sunday. Yeah, since okay. I've got Monday off as um, New Year's Day observed at work. Okay, okay. There you go. Well, that's based for streaming news. Now on to... The weird news of the past few weeks. It and... kind of feels like a repeat of some of the weird news we've been getting out for the past year. <laughs> uh, especially this first one. Uh, Black Clover, um, if you've heard of Black Clover and Break, this is probably sounds like familiar territory, but the, the reason I put this in a weird news because it's can't get too break to the production circumstances. Um, interesting. I've usually only heard this associated with animated stuff not mangaka so like uh i guess this means they have staffing issues they couldn't is the author okay does this shouldn't this fall into health though uh yeah i'm, I'm a little i'm a little confused by that i don't know i'm i'm, I'm, I'm not sure <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm not sure All right, so in another bit of reoccurring news, um, uh, more people are getting into NFTs. This time, uh, Justin has labeled them as an labeled them as an unknown Japanese boy band. It is the band Bullet Train. So it inspired NFT anime videos. Why? And then 
Once again in the news, game director Yuji Naka faces um, more charges of insider training, trading, which is great. I, I could. It's like it's like it's like great. My, I, my, I feel my... like we just accused him of something else. Yeah, then... he, he did. He he does he does Dragon uh, Dragon Quest, and now he's accused of doing stock for uh, um, being in, uh, being in No Final Fantasy, the first soldier. So it's definitely possible he's done for other stuff, which is not what you want to hear. Not at all. And then, I swear we have also mentioned something like this before, but anime group C. Labo card shop chain is being accused of tax evasion. I feel like we have had the words animate and tax evasion in this podcast before. Uh, I mean, it's possible. I don't know if it's specifically this one, but, um... Yeah, you just ch- you, you you do you can't you, oh with Ufo table, <laughs> I, and not them, but yes, also them. <laughs> uh, but yes, tax evasion. You, you can't you, stop. You can't. You can't. You got to pay the taxes. Just got to do it. Sorry, it is what it is. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was this was part was humorous. Uh, Hekiyoto is Gundam Dojinshi is getting a reprint at the upcoming Comic at One Hundred One. It's happening at the end of the month. Apparently, this is uh, legendary thing that uh Anno did who knows when and I think there's some updates a little bit too which is some now I don't know if this is actually the page page is getting updated but just some like extra stuff that's gonna be added with the doujinshi and it's gonna be so that comic head so it's like oh yeah it's definitely gonna be for the super fans of Anno for sure so there was a loop on the third ad for mcdonald's or yeah I, th- I think people figure it can figure out what i meant by that combination of words and so um apparently <laughs> apparently the joke in there is lupin's like nah i don't need to steal this i can just have an app that delivers it <laughs> which is yeah feels kind of weird i feel like an app would not stop lupin from stealing stuff i i don't know no lie i i first thought that I thought they were just saying McDonald's just so bad. Lupin's just like, this is not even the time worth steal anything of their line. Just just not even worth it. But I'm like, but no, I, if I'm not mistaken, McDonald's Japan is kind of legit, though. That's what I'm hearing. Like, Japan don't play with their food. They're, they're really they're really good with making good food. So, um, But no, I read the articles. Okay, more, more ads, more food ads. I feel like we're talking about Lupin and ads and food for the past month or so. So all these ads. I know he's popular, but still. Do some other thievery. Um, this was mostly funny because I'm like, look, bro, you don't have to worry that much about uh, Miyazaki seeing your seeing the film. But um, uh, the Kung Fu Panda director was doing like this uh, masterclass at the International Film Festival of India uh, a few weeks uh, last Tuesday. And he was basically noting that My, Little, My Neighbor Totoro was an inspiration for his film the little prince and he was basically saying uh, he was basically praising miyasaki because he obviously likes work but then he was also saying uh he also mentioned but i was also thinking about him because i knew he loves this book which is uh, the little prince based off an adaption of a ch- uh, classic children's book and he, he's like if i make a bad movie it'd be terrible to make him angry at me so i was always thinking about making something he would appreciate but um as far as he's aware he has uh to me like he's obviously not seen the film um, and he's thinking it's probably for the best. <laughs> he was really nervous about him seeing it. Uh, so now I just want to just challenge Miyazaki to see it just so he can give his take on it. <laughs> just be like, yeah, look at that. There you go. 
Alright, and then... To finish this off, more Olympic bribery stories? I definitely made a joke last time. Was anyone in Japan not involved with Olympic bribery? And clearly the answer is no. <laughs> uh, Japanese prosecutors searched the offices for advertising agencies, Hakuhodo Inc. and Tokyo Agency Inc., as well as event production companies Fuji Creative Corporation and Saintu Inc. on suspi- sp- suspicion for rigging bids for contracts related to last year's Tokyo Olympics test events. So... I kind of wonder if there's this many bribery scandals of all other Olympics. Because I don't usually <laughs> follow Olympics news once the Olympics are done. So I genuinely don't know. i just never seen this involving, like... I mean, because I guess it was obviously in Tokyo, uh, Japan this time, uh, more companies just realized, oh, yeah, we could try to, you know, advertise our stuff. But now they've got companies doing it illegally and obviously not lawfully. Uh, so what, we got these companies, Katakawa. Uh, we had a couple t- uh, companies that got involved in this. What is... This is incredible. This is this went from I, I definitely for sure, no matter what form this takes, and it could probably continue into twenty twenty three. The Olympic bribery scam will definitely be on the weird news of twenty twenty two list. That that is for sure because it just only has evolved just from there because it's just like these companies thought they get away with all of this, and obviously they found out they could not. <laughs> tough scene, very tough scene. So, Helen, I think that's the wrap of the episode. Wee. Um, I guess what next time? I... Maybe the winter. Uh, sorry, the fall season shows will be close to ending. Although we may, who knows? Uh, it might be in that weird spot where we might have to take a break. Don't know yet. Maybe we'll see. Uh, one or the other, we will talk about the winter. Anim- uh, the fall anime season at some point just to wrap that season up but until then you can follow the Oshi Podcast on Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts uh, Spotify you can ask any artists you got you can also subscribe to your email um, you can follow, follow the OSG on Twitter at the OSG uh, you can check out the OSG.com for reviews features uh, almost at some point we'll get this interview that I did at MUC up it will happen one day hopefully before hopefully soon enough um, so hopefully I get that up you can find me on Twitter at Kami underscore Nomi um, maybe just realizing uh, no literally I, on Twitter I, just, I literally just talk about Love of Fire Emblem that, that just even today I'm just like oh I didn't really I know I bought a decent amount of stuff at at the convention I didn't realize I had this much stuff whoops whoops so there you go and you can find me on Twitter at London Dreamer. You can find the other podcast I co-host on Twitter at Mong in Your Ears. We just did two back-to-back recording days, so we've got a regular episode up with um, Mob Psycho 100 and let's see, I think it's Meet Me at the Food Court. The title is something along the lines of that. And then we also did our favorite manga of 2022 episode, so people can go check out both of those things. Uh, in a fun bit, almost all the choices we made for our favorite manga of the year were stuff we had not talked about on the podcast before so it's (laughs) not just a rehash of previous episodes until next time then folks see ya see everybody later